Sales win rates have plummeted to a mere 17%, and outdated technology and tedious manual processes are to blame. Meanwhile, managers lack the visibility they need to hold their teams accountable. But imagine a world in which these crippling issues are solved automatically. Revenue.io automates the most frustrating parts of sales so reps can focus on what they do best, selling. Completely automate pre-call research, logging conversation data in your CRM, writing post-conversation recap emails, and prioritized outreach. And as reps book more meetings and close more deals, managers gain the real-time insight they need to scale what's working across their entire team. Ready to say goodbye to tedious sales processes and watch your win rate soar? Head over to Revenue.io to learn more. It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hi, welcome to the show today. Today, my guest is Joanne Black, author, speaker, sales leader, and one of the leading experts on developing new prospects through referral selling. We're going to talk about that in the show today. You can find her online at nomorecoldcalling.com. Joanne, how are you today? Fantastic, Andy, because I'm here talking to you. Oh, thank you. Likewise. So, you know, rather than have me give some sort of standard or read some standard biographical information about you, take a minute, introduce yourself, please, to the audience. What do you do and who do you do it for? Well, what I do is, what I'd like to do is eradicate cold calling forever, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> so I switch it around and, and focus on referrals. And I should define that. It, sure. You know, referral means you have an introduction that you actually introduce to the person you want to meet. And when that happens, you always get the meeting. Um, you reduce the time it takes to close the deal. You you have no competition and you convert that prospect to a client well more than 50% of the time. I love it. That's sales acceleration. That's what we're all about. I mean, nothing comes close to that, Andy, and you and I know that. Uh, But the challenge is that people think, oh, you know, I just tell my salespeople to go get referrals and they'll do it. Well, they don't. Because like anything worth doing, you need a strategy and commitment around it first. Right. And there's a process. There is. Right, what you talk about in your book, and we're going to talk about. But before you get into that, tell us, how did you get your start in sales? I never thought I'd be in sales, actually. Uh, it was after graduating from college. Actually, my first position was a referral from my uncle who had a contact. It was a retail chain here in San Francisco, a woman's specialty store, Joseph Magnin. Sure, very famous. Yes, it was very famous at the time, and it was unique. And I thought, I can never sell. I mean, because salespeople are pushy, they're arrogant, they're in your face. And believe it or not, Andy, I was a very shy, extremely (laughs) painfully shy and reserved child and young woman. You've changed. To some extent. Yes. Right. I will never be the life of the party. That's not my personality. Right. However, I learned a lot in that first role. So I, I managed departments on the first floor. They only hired college graduates. And I learned a ton. And one of the things I learned was to listen, 
to what customers were asking for, to give them some options, but not a whole lot. Otherwise, they got so confused, they'd walk away. And I also learned that if you know an answer is right, just go for it. You don't have to ask for permission. Mm -hmm. In fact, in that very first position, I think within the first six months I was there, I wanted to rearrange a display. And I went to some of the more seasoned salespeople and told them what I wanted to do. I mean, I knew them all very well. And they said to me, Joanne, that's never been done before. You better go ask Carolyn. She was the manager of the whole first floor. I went to Carolyn and I told her my idea. And I said, these women said it's never been done by had never been done before. Well, she didn't miss a beat. She said to me, Joanne, that's the best reason I know for doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we all have to do. I mean, really, really think about it. I mean, those of us who are in corporations, there are certain rules and regulations to ab abide by, obviously. However, if we want to exceed and excel in sales, we need to innovate. We need to do things differently. We need to break out of that mold and not doing like it's always been done before. And that's what referrals do, Andy. They, they get you in front of the right people. You're having the conversations you want to have. You're building that trust, building those relationships that turn into a closed deal. It, it is a phenomenal way and the number one way to prospect and to get new clients. You know, yeah, I, and how did you how did you come to this? Besides the fact you got your first job with it, but what was it in your in your uh, you know your sales experience? You know, as you start going through your formative stages of your sales career, you know, when did the light go on about referral selling? It took a long time, I can tell you that, because after that, I actually was in the retail business for a bunch of years, and then I worked for two different training and consulting firms, and the second firm. I left to start my own company, and that was 19 years ago. My first client was doing a customer satisfaction survey with 50 of their best clients. Mm -hmm. And I, I worked with them to add a question on the survey. It was several phases. And the question I added was, would you be willing to be a referral to this client? Now, how did that idea come to me? I have no clue. I look back on it this day. I don't know why I thought of that because I was working with this management team on developing their sales strategy and sales process. Well, you can probably guess what happened. The survey was a one to seven scale with seven being absolutely. The survey on that question, would you be willing to be a referral, came back 6.7. So those clients, 50 of them, their best said, sure, we'd be glad to be a referral. Were they asking? Absolutely not. So then I thought back on my own sales career that had spanned a bunch of years between Joseph Magnet and those two consulting firms. And I realized that my best business had come from referrals. But I had to test out that theory. I talked to many salespeople and sales executives I knew, and I said, do you like to get referrals? Oh, we love them. And they told me why. And that's the whole list I just talked about. And then I said, well, do you have a systematic and disciplined referral process with metrics and accountability for results? The answer was no then. Mm -hmm. the, ans the answer is no now. Yes. <laughs> so I had to figure out, on the one hand, if referrals are so great, why isn't the way we work? 
I developed then a very straightforward, simple process to close the gap. And? And <laughs> so that companies can work referrals all the time and be successful. But what is essential? Like we talked about strategy. You have to commit to referral selling as your primary prospecting outreach. Now, that doesn't mean that other things go away. They stay. Your website stays, your blogs, your email campaigns, your marketing, all of that. Mm -hmm. But your proactive approach from your salespeople is referral selling. You have a process around it and you measure it and they have accountability for referral results. That's what needs to happen on strategy. Second, it's a skill. You can't just go tell people, go ask. There is a skill to learn for how to ask. And third, as we all know, without reinforcement, without coaching, without accountability, forget the whole thing. Don't even start. So how does management learn how to coach a referral system? I mean, how to do, you know, because obviously, you know, if they have to reinforce it, they need to understand what the metrics should be and so on. I mean, is it just a matter of picking up your book and reading it or... That's a loaded question, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I thought that managers should be reinforcing and coaching. So I developed a manager guide. It's chapter and verse. I developed it with a client. Mm -hmm. You know, that takes them, okay, your, your people are studying X. Here's what you do. Here's the uh, frequently asked questions. Here's what they're going to ask. Don't let them get away with it. You know, all that kind of thing. And what I learned is none of these managers had the time or made the time to do that reinforcement and coaching. So that was a big aha for me. Yeah. What I, yeah. What I do now is yeah. I do the reinforcement and coaching and I do that in groups or one-on-one -on, -one on the phone. And what participants have told me that is the most valuable part of the program to them, because you remember when we were growing up and in school, we knew we had an exam or, you know, a piano lesson or whatever. And we knew we had to practice mm -hmm. and do it because we were going to be with a teacher. Well, that same mentality occurs now. They know they're going to talk to me. They don't come unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, I'm not saying that um, all managers are like that. I, it, it's really a collaboration with the manager. So I then communicate back to the manager and say, you know, Andy has done this. I think you should speak to him because what he's done is fabulous and you might want to replicate that with your other reps. Or, you know, Andy is having a challenge with X. Here's some ways you can reinforce that. Yeah, because, um, yeah. well, at some point, I mean, you as a consultant, you leave and the company serve on their own, right? Um, so what's sort of the keys for a company, I guess, to make sure they can sustain this beyond you being on site to, to help them, you know, this is true, sort of an issue with every consultant, right, that comes in and helps a company is how do they make sure the behaviors continue once they, the changed and positive behaviors continue once they leave? Yeah, well, there's some things built in. So once I've worked with the team, they're really on their way and communicated with the manager. So then the role of the manager shifts. And it's not going to be the the day-to-day, -day, what did you do here, and, and the kind of detailed coaching that I do. It's very much more oversight, reinforcing certain behaviors. We've, we've set up the metrics. And so they have a very clear way of managing to the metrics, which are referral activities as well as results. Right. Which Happen is a really key point is that 
metrics are not all just about the number of orders you get, right? It has to be about what are the key activities that have to take place in order to produce the results that you want. Well, exactly. And, you know, my phrase is, if you don't ask, you don't get. So if you're not out there asking for referrals, uh, you're never going to get any. Mm -hmm. If you're not out there expanding your network, you're never going to get any referrals. If you're not out there building relationships with people, that's not going to happen either. So we need to measure very simply. So, you know, we're both salespeople. I don't like complicated. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't like a lot of process. But what are the key things you need to measure? Well, one is who are you going? To, who have you asked for referrals? The second is how many have you received? Right. The third is you know how many meetings have you conducted, and then you can go from there. Deals closed and so forth. So very very simple. I had one client. It was even simpler. He said to me, Joanne, the only metric I want is the number of opportunities that get into Salesforce, because I know when they're in there as an opportunity, I will close them more than 50% of the time. Mm -hmm. Now, that wasn't a measuring activity, which bothered me a little, but that was his metric. Right. So whatever it is, it needs to be simple. And for referrals, I mean, one of the questions I hear when I talk about it, because I talk about your book and, and referral selling all the time when I'm talking with clients, is 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 it good for all types of products and services that are sold? I mean, I think about sort of like high volume, really transactional type sales. I mean, is it does it work in all environments? It can. However, you know, I work mainly in business to business sales mm -hmm. and into more complex sales and more high ticket sales. So if you're selling something that's you know twenty dollars, no, I mean, it, it's just not going to scale. Okay. Uh, but and, and if you're sitting there behind your laptop and typing away and that's how you spend your days and that's what you're accountable for, no, don't bother. Uh, so I'm not about changing cultures. It doesn't have to be a big ticket sale. Mm -hmm. but, but it needs to be a way to get in touch with the people that you need to meet. The the, the to have the conversations that, you need to have. That's right. I mean, so there's a, I, I divide the sales process into two parts. Very simple. Part one, getting in front of the right people. And part two is everything that happens after that. And, <laughs> you know, if you don't get in, the, in front of the right people, the rest doesn't matter. Exactly. And so I focus on part one. And okay. there's lots of people who focus on part two. The, the other area it works. So it works for sales teams and companies, mid-size, large, doesn't matter. Also for entrepreneurs and small business owners, because many people in that category do not come from a sales background and they're struggling and they have so many connections that they're not leveraging. They don't know how. Mm -hmm. It works really well in that environment as well. Yeah, I think the thing that, before I take a break, is just to reinforce, when we talk about referrals, we're not necessarily talking about, you know, getting a referral from an existing client. You know, you have a network of people that would be open to the possibility of referring you to someone that could be a potential customer for you, and you want to tap those people as well. Absolutely. Yeah, so I just make sure people understood that we're talking about a much, much broader opportunity for you to use referral selling than just your existing customer. So we're going to take a short break, but before we go... I'm going to pose a question to Joanne, a hypothetical scenario to think about, and we'll get your answer after the break. So your new manager has been hired, brought into an existing company, sales have sort of stagnated, 
they want to make a change quickly. So what are the two things you could do in the first week that would have the biggest impact? So think about that, and we'll talk about it when we get back after the break. Stay with us. We're with Joanne Black, expert on referral selling, author of the book No More Cold Calling, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Andy. Connect and Sell is used by sales reps at nearly a 1,000 companies, including hundreds of technology startups and several Fortune 500 companies, to overcome the challenges of getting prospects on the phone. Companies using Connect and Sell grow their revenues faster by enabling their sales reps to have more sales conversations in 90 minutes than they could otherwise achieve in an entire week. Connect and Sell can be deployed directly to your sales reps, or you can take advantage of their outbound on-demand service, which delivers qualified prospect meetings scheduled directly on your sales reps' calendars. Visit connectandsell.com to learn more about how Connect and Sell can start filling your pipeline today. Hi, this is Andy. I have a special offer for loyal listeners of Accelerate. It's a no-obligation, free trial of my zero-time selling, interactive online training. Now, I've worked with thousands of sales reps to teach them how to use my zero-time selling to boost their productivity and transform the results. And so if you want to learn the same proven strategies to help you open more doors, have more effective sales conversations with prospects, and close more orders, then my zero-time selling interactive training system is a fit for you. It's incredibly simple to start. Just take out your smartphone and text the word TRUST, that's T-R-U-S-T, to 96000. Now, do you have your phone ready? You're going to text us, send a text to 96000. That's a 9 and a 6 followed by three zeros. Now, enter the single word message TRUST and hit send, and you hear right back from me with instructions on how to sign up for your free trial on my zero-time selling interactive training. I look forward to seeing you there. So welcome back. My guest today is Joanne Black. You can find Joanne online at nomorecoldcalling.com, author of the great book, No More Cold Calling, as well as a more recent book called Pick Up the Damn Phone, How People, Not Technology, Sealed the Deal. I love that title. So before we jump in, we'll talk about your new book in a bit, is ask you a question before the break. Pose the scenario, you're new to a company, you need to make some impact in a hurry. What are the two things you do the first week to start turning the ship around in terms of sales? So the first thing I thought of, which is not the right thing, is fire everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first week, uh, you know, I think you probably have a better answer than I, but what I might do is, first of all, find out you know, who our top clients are mm-hmm. and, and talk to them. Mm-hmm. You'll get as many calls as I can to talk to them, introduce myself, find out, you know, what they they like about us, what's getting in the way, uh, what's worked, what we're doing right, all those kinds of things. So I really know, first of all, I know my about the clients and I know what's important to them. Right. Uh, that, that would be the first thing I do. Um, I'd certainly want to meet all the reps, but I might not be able to do that in such a short time if it were a big company. Sure. But yeah, small, medium-sized enterprise, you could probably meet the reps. But yeah, meet them. So and, customers and, first, reps second. Yeah. I mean, I think you probably have a the, a better answer. I don't know. I'm not sure there is a right answer. That's why I'm, I'm asking all my guests the same question, so... Are you going to compile this and let us all know? Yes. As a matter of fact, that's the plan. So Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so getting back to your, your book, I mean, you've obviously 
number of great insights about referrals. And one that stuck with me is that this whole issue about when people, as you said, it's a process, it's a discipline, is that is that you can't assume that the people you're asking for referrals know what you want them to refer you for, right? That you have to you have to tell them. So explain that a bit, because I think that's something that really gets overlooked oftentimes when people think about this whole referral process. It is overlooked. A lot of times people will say, you know, I'd really like um, you to refer me. Uh, and they start the, uh, the question with anyone who. I'm looking for anyone who. Well, no, you're not looking for anyone who. <laughs> uh, there's building blocks to asking for a referral. And the two key ones, the first is what you just talked about. You know, why in the heck should you introduce me? So, Andy, if I were referring you, I'm going to refer you because you're a nice guy and because I know you. But that's not why I'm going to refer you. I'm going to introduce you because I know what you do. I know there's a good business reason for introducing you that I'm clear about the impact that your clients get on their business from working with you. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to communicate that clearly to the person I'm introducing you to and say, uh, I think you should meet Andy Palm. Here's why. And whether anything, I might not say exactly this, but something like this, whether you decide to work together or not, I know you will take away a lot from the conversation. So that's the first building block, and people don't do it. So you as a salesperson, if you're looking for a referral, you have to give that whole scenario, that that scheme to your to the person that you want to have make a reference for a referral for you. That's right. You have to you have to help them out you know, because they don't know. Right. I mean, some people have known each other for years and they really don't know what you do. So that's the first. The second is we have to be absolutely clear about the people we want to meet, and we could say it's something like. Um, the VP of sales or the head of sales in a technology company, specifically software, mm -hmm. specifically semiconductor, specifically networking, whatever it is, we want to get spe as specific as possible in geography, in the function, in the type of company, in the size company, in the kind of person we want to meet. You know, we don't want to meet the person who's going to be arrogant, in our face, demanding, all of that. Everybody says to me, you know, I really want a client who is collaborative, sits on the same side of the table, values what I offer, et cetera, et cetera. Has a good sense of humor, of course, has budget. Mm -hmm. We have to describe the business reason and be crisp about our ideal client. Because what we're doing with our words is creating a verbal picture for our referral source so he can actually see from our words and get who we're looking for. Right. Very, very critical point. And I think, you know, for people listening to the show, it's absolutely important to understand that you have an ideal prospect. So if you, and you have outcomes that you produce for them, so you have to explain very clearly, as Joanne said, to the people that are going to provide a referral exactly what you're looking for. Otherwise, it's not going to be successful for you. So, question for you is, is then how can you use social media to help with your referral program? You can use it uh, strategically. <laughs> uh, so, let me tell you how to use it and how not to use it. Mm -hmm. 
So the way I use social media, specifically LinkedIn, is to determine first the kind of company I want to get into. Maybe it's a name of a company or whatever. And then I can see how I'm connected. And so, Andy, if I see you're connected to someone I want to meet, the first thing I would do is write to you and say, do you know this person at this company? Mm -hmm. And if you don't, (laughs) then uh, you might say, why do you want to meet him? And then we'd schedule a call. If you do, I want to talk to you. And the reasons I want to talk to you are many. One is I want to clearly explain, again, what I said, the business impact and who I'm looking for and why. Why you want to introduce me. What's a message you're going to communicate to that person? But the other reason is that everybody has something new happening each day. And if we haven't talked in a while, I want to find out what's new with you. Mm Mm-hmm. And how I can help you. Right. I had uh, something happen recently where I was introduced to someone. I hadn't met him, but his colleague introduced me. And I, because I was going to Atlanta and he was connected to three or four people that I would like to meet. So his colleague said, oh, he accepts every LinkedIn invitation. He probably won't know anybody. So I wrote to him and he said, no, he didn't know anybody, but let's talk. And I spoke with him and he said, well, what are you looking for, Joanne? And I told him and he introduced me to someone else. We must pick up the damn phone, have that personal conversation, because that's how relationships are built. Now, I said how not to use social media. On LinkedIn, we have the option to ask for an introduction. Never, ever, ever do that. People who've received those requests have said to me, they're really annoyed that somebody just assumed they would prefer them. They have no background, no information, right? Right. Um, No, it's not the place. Sales is about relationships. And you miss out if you're not having the conversation. Words can be misinterpreted. You can't put color in your picture, but you can when you speak with someone and you've reinvigorated the relationship you have. Great suggestion. Great suggestion. Are there any other tools, sales tools beyond you know, LinkedIn that people can use to help with their referral program? I think it's important to be active on the, the social platforms. I'm at very, very active on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody says I should use Facebook more, and I'm starting to. <laughs> so, uh, and and Facebook has taken on a different persona, really, than mm-hmm. it had before. And we don't need to do this all ourselves, by the way, because this can be overwhelming. You could spend days on social media. As companies have marketing departments who will listen on Twitter, respond, who will help us with marketing messages, et cetera. We still need to do some things on our own. If we own our own business, we definitely can hire resources to do the listening, to post blogs and other articles for us because we can, we have tools to schedule them. Yeah. You know, well, not we, only can, but should. That's right. Right. And you want to make sure if you're an entrepreneur or a solopreneur is that you're, you're using your time. That's kind of the biggest return on investment for you. Absolutely. I mean, I do a lot of my own posts because I love to read. 
and I learn, but I'm someone who manages all my social media and she schedules on Hootsuite and she finds things. And we have a schedule where my blog posts appear X amount of times. And then I have an external post and I, I have archive posts that she, you know, resurfaces. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I use Buffer <laughs> to schedule all of mine. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of things going out, and, I, and we're clear on the times each of us posts, and it can all be scheduled, and it should be. You're absolutely right, Andy, that we, we need to look at the value of our time. And we can't get in the weeds. Very easy to do that. Yeah, I mean, at much much higher return on your time if you're focused on getting referrals that are going to generate new business for you, than you know, in the weeds as you said on the the social media, which is important, but not as high a, an ROI for you in your own time. That's right. All right, perfect. Well, good information about referral sales. Again, you can check out Joanne at nomorecoldcalling.com. So, Joanne, we're going to move into the last segment of the show. Some rapid fire questions and answers. You can give one-word answers or elaborate if you choose. But are you ready? I'm always ready. Okay. So what's the most powerful tool in your sales arsenal? I am the ultimate sales technology. The answer is me. Good. Love it. So name one tool that you use for sales or sales management that you can't live without. Well, I'd say my CRM. Okay. Which one do you use? Infusionsoft. Infusionsoft. Mm Mm-hmm. Who's your sales role model? Oh, it's a, it's was a sales manager at a, a company, a training firm I used to work at. Mm-hmm. And uh, just briefly tell you why. Sure. He, he um, wanted me to move into a major account sale from managing a smaller group of people. And I said, why should I do that? No one's been successful in this territory. And he said, because it's a hole on your resume. And? Did it work? Absolutely did. I closed the biggest deal the firm ever had. Excellent. So what did he teach you? He taught me how to build relationships. He had these this wonderful way of talking to people, very casual, informal, and comfortable. And everybody wanted to talk to him. And that really is the mark of a seasoned salesperson. Mm-hmm. So what's the one book that every salesperson should read? Mine. Okay. No more no more cold calling. <laughs> that's, that's a good answer. What's the first sales activity you do every day? I do what's closest to cash every single day. That could be um, writing a proposal. Mm-hmm. It could be reaching out to people that I said I'd get back in touch with. Mm-hmm. Moving a prospect along because they might be dragging their feet for whatever reason. Right. It's vacation, changes in the company, whatever. So those are the things I do first every single day. I like that. Good expression. Does things that are closest to cash. That's right. What's your definition of value in sales? The ability to provide a solution that's going to impact the customer's business. Because unless it does that, it's not worth my time or the customer's time. Okay. What do you do to keep fit and healthy? Not enough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Depending on the season. So I I like to, I walk. 
I'm supposed to ride the bike at the gym because it's good for my knees. But I mean, you're a biker, but I don't like riding the bike at the gym because I don't go anyplace. Yeah. Uh, and in the summer, I love to swim. Ah, great. So what do you do to improve each day, either in work or in life? I read a lot. I read a lot online. I have books I read. I've read your books, <laughs> as Thank you. you know. Thank you. And, it, you know, it's hard to, to find time for that. It used to be I was did a lot of airplane travel. I've done quite a bit less recently. And that's when I got most of my reading done. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't usually work on the airplane. Right. The, so that's one. Um, in life, I always make time intentionally for my family that my, my children and grandchildren live each within 45 minutes of me. And I will sometimes take an afternoon to be with them. I'll pick them up at school. We spend time on the weekends. And if that means I have to work at night or, you know, grab a few hours on a weekend, that's what I'll do. And that's a trade-off that I'm delighted to make. That's a good lesson for business people, salespeople in general. You know, you, we all know how fast time goes by. And unless you, you can relish those times, they're gone. And, and here's the other thing I've learned about this. That when you're with children, you're with children. And their openness, their lack of filters, their delight in everything that's happening it's so refreshing and enlightening and it kind of takes the load off anything that's happening. Mm -hmm. And we need to do that. And if people don't have children, go find some children. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good, a good point. I mean, it's, it's not so much about work-life balance. It's about making sure you just make time. Yes. And we can all do that. We can uh, all do it. If those of us who have a calendar, you block it out. Nobody has to know. I mean, if you're in a in a corporation, it is different, but you can still make time. And today, if companies don't understand time, that you need time to yourself, time to refresh, time with your family, time to pick up the kids, maybe if you have them, then they're not going to have employees for long. Right. You know, we have to trust the people that work for us, and as long as they get the work done, really doesn't matter. Exactly. Good point. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today, Joanne. We've been joined by Joanne Black, author of No More Cold Calling, and more recently, Pick Up the Damn Phone, which is a good book that people should pick up and read. And so, Joanne, how can people reach out and connect with you? Since I, I wrote Pick Up the Damn Phone, I'll give you my phone number first. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area, so that's Pacific time. Uh, it's area code 415-461-8763. My email is joanne, J-O-A-N-N-E, at nomorecoldcalling.com. And my website is nomorecoldcalling.com. Excellent. Well, thanks again for joining us and for everybody listening, member. If you're in sales, you're an entrepreneur. And so you have to make it a part of your day every day to learn something new, like you learned today about referral selling, to help you amp up your business. So until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. 
For more information about today's guest, visit my website at andypaul.com. Hey, sales strategists. At Revenue.io, we're not just imagining the future of sales. We're building it. We offer the world's most complete platform for revenue teams, and we're featured in the most recent Forrester Waves for both sales engagement and conversation intelligence. With Revenue.io, you can slash call prep time to seconds, guide your reps in real time to have more successful conversations, and after calls, we generate ready-to-send recap emails so sellers can keep deals soaring toward the finish line at light speed. See the future of sales now at Revenue.io.